Welcome to episode 212 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm your boy, B-Love Diggums. Uh, as always, my co-host, B-Love Diggums over here. And I'm Brian Levin. Today, we caught up with Conway Anderson. He's working on a new product, and he's based out of our office at Combine, Supa and Saleo's new firm. Uh, it's a VC firm for early stage startups, and we're hanging out with him a lot. And he's working on some cool stuff for designers specifically, so we wanted to talk to him. We dig into hiring and the process of getting a job as a designer and a little bit about how he's thinking of fixing the, the entire process. First, we get a little weird, but just trust me, there, <laughs> there's value at the end, I promise. This was a hoot of an episode. Uh, very fun catching up with Conway. But before we get into it, we want to thank our sponsor for making this episode possible. And that's Abstract. This is like the most on-brand sponsorship episode pairing. Like it's tools for designers by designers. I'm into it. Abstract is a design management platform for a modern day design team. You can think of it like a source of truth for all of your design files. Uh, it behaves a lot like GitHub where teams can collaborate and commit changes and view version history and never worry about conflicting files ever again. So it makes it easier for you to work together with other designers, but also to communicate better with your developers. You can be on the same page at all times. You're using you can the be same- editing the same file at the same time. You're using the same tools that they use, but just in a way that's better suited for designers. And all of your edits, all of your iterations, which is what we do every single day, all that gets saved in abstract, so nothing's ever lost. If you do something dumb, you can go back in time, review the changes, see them iteratively over time. It's an incredible change in your workflow, makes working with developers so much easier because now you can speak the same language and think about building product in the same framework, mental model, and it integrates with your existing workflow. You can have an activity feed pull into your existing Slack team, and they're working on more integrations for things like GitHub, Jira, and more. Uh, so making your entire workflow seamless across the board, and even with non-designers, non-developers, even if you just need feedback from stakeholders in your team, there's ways for anyone to view your files, add comments by annotating specific images or objects, uh, and you can mention people so everyone's up to date on the latest changes. They just added collections yesterday, which makes it easier to present to clients and stakeholders and manage design reviews, show and tell. Basically, anytime you're presenting work to other people, it makes it easier to group it appropriately. If you need to upgrade your workflow, this is the thing that's going to do the trick. Uh, they're in beta right now. You can try it for free for a month if you go to goabstract.com. Again, that's goabstract.com. Uh, wonderful upgrade. It's going to change the way you work. I guarantee it. <laughs> Thanks again so much to Abstract for sponsoring this episode. Was that a men's warehouse joke? Yeah, dude. Thanks once again to Abstract. And with that, let's get to episode 212 with Conway Anderson. Word. Um, so, name's Conway, designer slash product person <laughs> named conway no yeah. last name please yeah um conway, conway like anderson. <laughs> um mr yeah. anderson check me out follow me on the twitters <laughs> <laughs> what do you vibe with my brand please yes yeah. please engage with me <laughs> have you been an agent from the matrix for halloween um, you know what? I don't think so. Well, I wasn't he's, FBI he's not the agent. agent. I know, I know, but it would just Idiot. be kind of funny to say your own name. Like, hi, I'm Mr. Anderson. <laughs> That's not how they say that, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it is. Brian, you're ruining this episode. Mr. Anderson is how they say it. Yeah. They're very Midwestern We're terrifying agents. agents. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Terrifying agents from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> You've got yourself in a real hot dish now. 
We're going to get you, Neo. We've ruined this episode so badly. I'm so sorry, Conway. What are you working on, Mr. Anderson? Um, let me just recover for a second. Yeah. You know, building a new thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, not quite ready to you know discuss the details yet, but... But there's a new thing coming. There's, yes. I know that everyone's just waiting for new stuff. It's a product. Yeah, it's a product. Software. It's It's, a a mixtape. Yeah. (laughs) I'm working on a new project. It's It's whatever you want to do. My volume two record, (laughs) greatest hits, V3. I don't know if any of that. Now that's what I call product. (laughs) (laughs) Volume 90. Yeah. Yeah. 8,000. Yeah. (laughs) What are they at these days? It's like a hundred, right? Can someone look this up? Now yeah. that's what I call music. Uh, if I type now that's the first thing that comes up is volume fifty nine. Uh, that doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, come on, let's find out. I feel like I've seen eighty, sixty three, sixty nine. That seems like a joke. <laughs> There's a discography. Uh-huh. Sixty three is the latest. All right. No, that's what that's I call. That's way less. <laughs> yeah. Now that's not enough music from nineteen eighty three to present. Wait, that's how long now that's what I call music has been around? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, th- I always thought it was like a new thing that came out, you know, I guess. Now that's what like I call music, ch- often shortened to now exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That's longer than a lot of Anything. most companies, right? Yeah. More than all of us. Much older than Facebook. It, joined, it came to the United States Facebook. in 1998. Similar scale as well. That shit's popular. It was originally in the United <laughs> Kingdom and Ireland. Wait. In 1983, and then it came to the U.S. in 1998. Okay. This has been now, now trivia. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I call trivia. <laughs> no, that's what I call trivia. Volume one. one. This is the worst. <laughs> right, this is the first one. <laughs> Breather. Yeah. You're working on a new thing. I'm working on a new thing. How much do you want to talk about it? Um, I can talk about the space. Yeah, what's the space? Um, it should be a lot easier to connect designers to opportunities in design. Hmm. You know, um, I think right now, like the current methods that we use aren't super great. And we all know that. But we all how need, do you fix that? <laughs> we all need current? engineering tests and CS puzzles mm-hmm. to, to hire designers. That's, right. That's the trick. That's what I think. I yeah. think, yeah, just get rid of designers altogether. <laughs> we now only throw them away. <laughs> yeah. We're done with them. Yeah. Boom. Fixed hiring. <laughs> we fixed the hiring problem. It doesn't matter because they can't draw an inverted binary tree. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what else do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you make can't this UI in Big O notation, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you even know how to use Vim to design? <laughs> <laughs> do you even? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on is uh, destroying all opportunities <laughs> in design. You're trying um, to connect designers to opportunities. Yeah, I think in a way that's not reliant on an existing portfolio or on connections. Tell me more. So those are yeah. the two ways that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have to get super specific. Yeah, let's, but let's, like, that if, sounds like we're getting you into like get what in, it is. And it's, if we get were, close. If someone were to message you and say, hey, I need help getting a job right now, what would you tell them to do Um, as a designer? Good question. (laughs) I mean... Make a portfolio? Fix your portfolio and meet the person you want to get hired by, right? Yeah, in terms of like what happens today, I think you'd have to play the game, you know? Mm -hmm. You got to... Get some stuff into your portfolio. So if you don't have any clients, 
or previous work, you'd probably do like work for friends or work for nonprofits or something along those side projects. Yeah. Side projects, something like that. Um, just put it out there, you know, Mm -hmm. and hit up people on Twitter, try to find some mentors, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And you'd probably be able to land something, but it's, it's, it can be a grueling process for sure. I mean, that's more or less what I did. Twitter Mm -hmm. wasn't a thing when I was doing it, but you know, I just designed logos for like my friend's parents, forum SIGs. <laughs> personal branding projects. Yeah. A lot of, per- yeah. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> personal branding projects. Yeah. The number one thing I would recommend is you got to design your own logo several times. This is the logo for this- our marriage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the logo for my house? That's actually kind That's of a right. cool idea. This is the logo for my dog. It's like an mm-hmm. estate. It's really just a townhouse in Maryland, but now it's an estate because there's a logo. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you need a personal creed, I feel like, before you get into design. I agree. You know, and then just design your brand voice. Yeah. Mission now statement, that's what I call branding. Mission statement, global vision, then portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. People need to know how to engage with you. <laughs> <laughs> Business plan, market sizing. <laughs> Pricing model. SWOT analysis. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, but those are actually probably useful things to consider. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Not all of these things. Yeah. What if you presented bad. you as a business, like gave a full on pitch deck? Yeah. I'm going to see a deck for that. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially idea. a portfolio, right, guys? Hang on. Well, that's that's like an extreme portfolio. <laughs> Extreme portfolio makeover. <laughs> yeah, that could be a thing. Portfolio makeover extreme edition. Coming to Bravo. <laughs> uh, extreme portfolio makeover. Sorry, um, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I swear to God, we've, we've podcasted before, right? We, yeah. We've done this before? Yeah, yeah. We've um, done this before. Just for the record, I've never podcasted before. So, How's it going? You know, so I get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get a um, pass. You know, it's great. Um, loving it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So right. I assume since you're working on that problem that thing. of connecting designers to opportunities yeah. that you're not very thrilled with the way things work today. You know, I think for both sides, it can be a major bummer. So on the hiring side, you're looking through hundreds of portfolios because that's all you've got to look mm-hmm. at. And at least in my mind, I was thinking, like, there has to be a better way. Cue infomercial, like, I mean, way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hiring anything, like, you're not sure. If you're looking at portfolio, a prepared portfolio, you're not sure how much of this work they did or, like, when this was or under what constraints. You, like, have very little context for what the actual project was that came out with these artifacts. Yeah, like yeah. you have minimal context. You yeah. don't have a lot to compare it to, mm-hmm. and I think most people just end up relying on, whether consciously or subconsciously, they'll rely on some sort of proxy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, um, this portfolio is like okay, but they went to X school that is very respected, mm-hmm. so maybe they'll get like an extra leg up. Or the last company you worked for. Yeah. Or, oh, they worked at X 
giant um, startup that was successful. Therefore, just say they are successful. Just say Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> they are a magnet for success. <laughs> that's right, because <laughs> that's yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that success, you know, just kind of rubs off on you, right? Success mm-hmm. means working for a big company, Fortune five hundred. Yeah, Made fact, it. fact. <laughs> <laughs> it has fortune in the name. Yeah, yeah. Good I mean, fortune. There you go. Should we call it the Good Fortune five hundred? What's well, a magazine name? I know. They should rename it. <laughs> Take the good off good housekeeping. It's just housekeeping now. <laughs> good fortune. The housekeeping 500. Yeah, that's all. It's zero sum, actually, with uh, titles yeah, for magazines. Your names. <laughs> you have to move good. <laughs> Guys, these are the best kept houses in the world. Guys, what if Newsweek was just news? Huh? Newsy, yeah, and then time. And now it's good fortune time. week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's better. Uh, so portfolios. So um, <laughs> it's a broken process. Why? Why do you want to work on it? Um. So I was a self-taught designer, and I grew up in like the middle of nowhere, and sort of just fell upward repeatedly until finally landing uh, into the design sphere here in uh, tech. Let's talk about falling upward. Yeah. How does that work? Um, wish I knew. <laughs> well, I think you you take learnings from one fall and then you go like another opportunity comes up and you apply them and you fall a little less, right? Like, or you fall later or whatever it is. Like you have to fail and do the falling bit. Just that's how things work. But you should be able to apply those learnings to the next thing. If Otherwise, you just fall across, right? Yeah, <laughs> fall sideways it's, it's on like, a flat I mean, plane. It's a metaphor. It's not like a. Yeah, yeah. This is just happening, but. Um. Yeah. So I mean, with falling upward, I think that relates to the portfolio issue, and also just how are people being judged? I mean, if you're unlucky enough to, maybe your first job isn't super great. Then another downside with the whole portfolio system is how do you move on from that? So you go to X company, you don't maybe don't produce the best work, you don't pick up the best habits. In the current system, it's you got to put in a lot of effort to like leap over that uh, shortcoming. Whereas on the other end, if you just happen to get like a great opportunity, regardless of what happens um, during that period, well, not regardless, but you know, people are like, whatever, you know, you made it, you're there, you have the credential. So you get like these false positives and false negatives, mm-hmm. and they're a really big deal when you're. I think that we maybe don't consider the severity of what's happening. So or just it's like never go work at a large company. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. There what, you go. What never. do you mean the severity? Um, I mean, you know, these are people's lives. Like this is, I think that design has a potential to be one of the most accessible, like fulfilling careers that a lot of people could have. But um it hasn't transitioned to that point and i think a lot of or it hasn't that vision or whatever you want to call it hasn't been actualized yet mm-hmm. and i think a big part of that's what are the incentives right there maybe previously there wasn't a lot of incentive mm-hmm. cuz but now i think there's more opportunities in design than there was a couple years ago uh-huh. for sure so we need a new system for evaluating 
how to connect people to these opportunities. And it's not going to be the portfolio, which is kind of predicated on this idea that you go to school for design. So you come out of school with this nice portfolio Mm -hmm. and that portfolio is very relevant to all of the people that are hiring you. That's all they need to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they'll do an interview, whatever. Great. Um, If that were true, why do we have design challenges and such as part of the interview process. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that you don't get the entire signal Hmm. from a portfolio Mm -hmm. already. Um, Everyone should make tapes like they're applying to the real world and just show off some work while they're in it. Now that's a startup idea. Now that's a startup idea. <laughs> Volume 10. <laughs> we could just create like a whole like empire of uh-huh. podcasts that just I mean, start that, with that's now basically that's what, what now I that's did. Like, yeah. Now exclamation point. Yeah. Now. Do not confuse that with Zeit's hosting service called now. Dot SH. Dot SH. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just called now. Is that supposed to sound like now ish? <laughs> now ish. Yeah, they're like deploy eh, now. Is now you gotta build some stuff soon. Uh, maybe let's work the other way to figure out how you ended up falling upwards. Yes, let's let's go through all the falls and get to the top. Uh, <laughs> you said it from the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so Where's middle, that? um, Petrolia, California. Okay, um, Petrolia. Yeah, it sounds like a brand of like. It sounds like an old timey gasoline brand. Yeah, I like. I mean, we, I think we own this here town. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the origin. All right. Oh, really? <laughs> so, fun fact: it sounds like an oil themed, uh, like amusement park. Oh, definitely. Come on down to Petrolia. We got all your oil. You can get slick and sliding. And what the hell is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Damn. That's um, how I imagine the advert goes for Petrolia. Um, yeah, no, that's California. That's, yeah, in California. <laughs> People don't know this, but actually in California, everyone used to talk like they're Thick from the accents. South. Yeah. Thick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just dropping knowledge here. It's the South of the West. <laughs> yeah. So I've always said about Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. So Petrolia. So, yeah. So Petrolia actually, what my understanding is. I wasn't exactly prepared to go into the uh, very specific local history of this town. Well, but they this is hometown details. <laughs> yeah. We traded design away to another magazine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not to be confused with hometown buffet, but... <laughs> Not to be confused. Wait, is yeah. that a thing? No, we have to legally say not to be confused. <laughs> Actually, um, we're a subsidiary. We're a DBA. <laughs> yeah. Doing business as... For those that are not in the know. <laughs> All right. Petrolia, they thought that there was oil there. Um, there was oil there, but it had a shitload of water in the oil and or mixed, you know, into it. And they didn't have like the whatever technology we use today to make that process easier. So right. I guess they named the town before uh, confirming that the thing that they named the town after was actually there. That's a huge and disappointment. Yeah. So they built some stuff and then they <laughs> pivoted to uh, lumber, I think. Okay. Yeah. 
So classic, like I grew up in a startup environment. Yeah. Where you, where you just say, you know what we need to focus on the branding uh-huh. before anything. <laughs> and you find out that what nobody needs. First portfolio item, rebrand yeah. the town. Yeah, exactly. I should have worked on that. Yeah, we're no longer Petrolia. We're just uh, tree land. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, grew up there. It was super remote. Um, I don't know if people really can fathom how remote certain parts of the U.S. are or how like rural they are. How many people? Maybe like 150 at the time. Holy shit, yeah. that is tiny. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I was like a quarter mile away from my neighbor's house, something like that. So like walking to my friend's house was like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. a reasonably serious endeavor when you've got short little six-year-old legs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all right. I'll be back, family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going on a, a journey to my friend's house. Um, Super remote. Yeah. You, how long did you stay there? Um, so kind of so my dad still lives there um we moved in you know at various points we lived in like the city or the you know i just realized you uh, can't just do air quotes mm-hmm. on a podcast that's right it's a common <laughs> so, mistake quote in quote <laughs> the city uh-huh. um and that was like twenty nine thousand people something like that so i started moving around the the county at like eight years old something like that so for the first seven or so years you know my impression of the world is is warped you know it's like oh yeah um trees and an outhouse and propane tanks and having to cut timber just to get heat yeah that's kind of nice yeah yeah i mean it in hindsight, it sounds it sounds very, very romantic. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. And then the actual experience is just a lot of driving. Yeah. You just have uh-huh. to drive around for everything. Yeah. Well, at least you're in Petrolia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stimulating the local <laughs> economy that didn't turn out to be the actual local economy. Um, yeah. And it's in Humboldt County. So, you know, the actual local economy. The actual is, export is weed. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> just cut to the chase. Weed and hippies. Yeah. yeah. I unfortunately was too young to be in the uh, weed business, of course. Uh, at a young yeah. eight-year-old. You could yeah. be a weed connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, shame. I had to figure out how computers worked, like when, a nerd. When did you first get exposed to the internet? Mm, not sure, actually, you know, exa- exactly when I got exposed to it. You know what I do remember, though, is that we had some sort of weird, like, printed-out brochure that told you like what websites you could go to and the URLs were like super obscure. Like you, you just had to type like yeah, the, yeah. this crazy long link that you're reading out of like a P you know, a printed, this uh, internet will never take off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like an encyclopedia, like Britannica sponsored yeah, yeah. thing. I don't know. Did yeah. you grow up around computers though? Or were you off the grid growing up? Mostly off the grid growing up. Yeah. But I mean, once I hit like about eight, you know, I I started to get exposed to more computers. I mean, I'd used like that green screen organ trail. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, that Windows (laughs) 3.1. 
I mean, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Back when you could wave a floppy disk, you know, if you were fainting, <laughs> <laughs> the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. in the vapors. Finally, grab the organ trail floppy disk. Dude, what a game! Yeah. That was a fun game. Yeah. I did not get dysentery. It's a game that can both introduce you to the vapors and also protect you from the vapors. <laughs> that was one of their pitches, actually. <laughs> yeah, the marketing for it was very heavy. All right. Yes. Were you ever into art or like yeah, I was, the you know, programming side of things? So before all that, yeah, I grew up drawing and painting a little bit, you know, um, won some some blue ribbons damn dude no big deal well yeah it is a big deal because you're wearing them all on your chest right yeah exactly now. they're pinned to your shirts constantly every day you remind us yes i need to let people know <laughs> i'm a blue ribbon boy <laughs> yeah exactly blue ribbon boy um earned that title at six years old um you can never take this from me <laughs> yeah a great local art gallery that was only around all once of your, a year. All of your blue ribbons are in your portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the blue ribbons. Just though, photos, not the just actual, photos of the blue ribbons. Yeah, not the paintings or the drawings. Yeah, just that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just that the bar for for a six year old painting is pretty low. You know, they're like, uh-huh. oh, that's a face. We great blue ribbon, <laughs> loosely distinguishable. You win. <laughs> yeah, cool. not finger paint. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nailed it. <laughs> you used a brush. Congrats. Yeah, great job. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was a definitely something that I thought I wanted to do. Okay. I was like, oh man, this painting thing, huh? That's that's something you could do. Did you study that in school? No. I mean, so we also were pretty poor growing up. So at some point, I'm like, eh, yeah, this whole art thing. I don't know if I'm ready for that life. Hmm. Um. So once I got into like the teenage years, I'm thinking, how do I get out? And then that's where the internet becomes really awesome. So do- I'm on forums, you know, and seeing that there's a life that's beyond. Uh, there are County. other people that are yeah. not like me. Yeah. And yeah. not just like TV. Cause before that, you know, your only exposure is like. It's yeah. written, right? It's yeah. scripted. Yeah, growing pains, huh? That's mm-hmm. a that's what normal people live like, right? <laughs> um, yeah, wasn't your life on a set? You know, in my mind, yes. Yeah, <laughs> had my own laugh track mm. constantly. That is so sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you keep carrying around like a, a tape recorder, <laughs> just playing the laugh. Track. Yeah, tape recorder, blue ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very secure person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've also got this trophy that I like to carry <laughs> around. It's not very convenient. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. but you you drink all your beverages out of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> trophy, chalice, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> um, so was it? Yeah. There was a level of escapism. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you're able to find a group of people yet that might be into what you're into. Um, the internet's pretty good at that. Yeah, no matter what you're into. Yeah, <laughs> that sounded very <laughs> that suggestive. <was> ominous. <laughs> yeah. Ominous slash yeah. suggestive. No matter what you're well, into, Conway see, this is a safe space. He, he definitely admit. he definitely meant it ominously, but Brian has this just luxurious tone to his voice that makes everything sound nice, suggestive. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mm. mean, <laughs> his last name's Love. I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Part of your brand. Mm-hmm. I've been cultivating <laughs> this for years. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're way past that point. <laughs> all right. Once you enough. said none of us will ever work again. He's <laughs> green. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last episode of Design Details. So two twelve. So was it through the forums and finding people online that? That's when I started to figure yeah. out that like design's a thing, hmm. sort of. Okay. You know, I, I, man, I wish I could remember it, but uh, oh, got it. It's called Click Art, I think, with a K. Click Art. Yeah. Like um, K-L-I-K? I, or C-L-I-K? You know what? I can't K-L-I-C-K? quite remember. We're getting too deep now. Definitely started with a K. We've okay. gone too deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like people that were going to like Savannah Georgia, whatever the art college is there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And mixed with like random, you know, kids basically, like myself that are like 13 going like, wow, (laughs) that's so amazing. You you can go to school for that? That's so weird. Um, And you can design things and people pay you to design those things. Whoa, mind blown. So that collides with um, the reason why I even had a computer in the first place or, you know, had Photoshop or anything like that was my dad got into photography and kind of like saved up for a computer. And once we finally got that, um, he needed someone to like touch up some of the photos. And there you go. Started touching up some photos, making those forum sigs. Obviously, mm. interacting with the you know these cool kids that are going to real life design schools, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know that's that's kind of the whole teenage years are that, um, and I am escaping from a. At that time, I'm like, man, this area, oof, mm. great nature and everything, but just was not down to stick around for for too long. Did you have an yeah. idea of where you wanted to escape to? Not really, you know. I mean, I so like a year ago, uh, apparently when I was like 15, my Spanish teacher. A year ago I, when you were 15? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, my bad. Oh, yeah, by the way, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Conway's still in yeah, high I'm, school. I'm trying, which would explain <laughs> the blue ribbons. <laughs> young, <laughs> young Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish I could make that claim. All right. Now, um, a year ago, I got a letter from when I was 15. So apparently... Through a time machine. Yeah, through a time machine. Cool. Um, <laughs> I built a website to my future self. <laughs> you no, live at the House of Sand and Fog or whatever the fuck it is. What's The Lake House, that's what it is. The Keanu Reeves I never movie. S- oh, you've lost the mailbox. trailer. No. I only the know... The Matrix, right? That one? <laughs> I, <laughs> Mr. Anderson, oh The Matrix. It's come full circle. Conway Reeves. Yeah. Conway Reeves. There you go. Um, all right, so... Built a... You got a letter from yourself. Yeah, year. why did I say build? Let's edit that out. Uh, I'll keep it in so that people know how awkward I am. Um, they need to know. All right. So I get this, get this letter. <laughs> if you want it. Yeah, no. Um, get this letter. And apparently my Spanish teacher... I don't know why the Spanish teacher did this because the letter was written in English. So can't really connect these dots, but... He asked us to write a letter to ourselves about like what our dreams and 
whatever were. I'm guessing you failed, you failed Spanish class because <laughs> yeah. you wrote it in English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I haven't made that connection. He was just very into like, we treated him so hor- pivot, you know, on yeah. this. Um, we treated this teacher so horribly. And in hindsight, I don't know if you guys have any teachers. Like it's high this, school. Yeah. But you're like, he was like such a nice person, like trying to get us to become better human beings. Mm-hmm. And we're like, screw that. You yeah. are, you're weak for, for liking us. I don't even <laughs> want to think about yeah. like the shit. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We, we yeah. So you, how do you write down your hopes and dreams? Yeah. What hopes and dreams. Um, I mean, it's like In basically it, it boiled down to, I hope you're making a lot of money and that you're cool. Hmm. More or less. Written horrifically. How you so, doing so how's so that far? going? Yeah. <laughs> I can help you on the second Not one. Not cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've technically well, made all the blue ribbons and the chalice trophy and the laugh track. My I mean, mom thinks yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> I think for 15-year-old Conway, I'm making a lot of money. <laughs> there you go. Um, turns out his idea of a lot of money yeah. was not a lot of money. Flawed. Yeah. It's like, I want to be able to buy um, whatever computer games I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, may, maybe even a computer if, if I can be so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was my uh, aspirations at that point. I also, I wanted to be a lawyer mm. for some reason. I don't know. Conway sounds like a good law about. name. Yeah. So I transitioned. The I did of Conway a and Conway. Co- uh, correct. Where I'm just like, you know what? Screw this whole art and design thing. I'm all about that paper. I'm mm-hmm. going to become a lawyer. Yeah. Um, it's all paper there. It's just yeah. every, everything is paper in law. Reading paper. Um, writing on paper. <laughs> Earning <laughs> Spending that paper. <laughs> that paper. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I didn't become a lawyer. It's like, oh, wait, you have to read a lot? Nah. Like, really boring stuff from 100 years ago? Nah, I'm good. Hard pass. Yeah. Nah. And yeah. then you decided to go to design. Yeah. Then you hard pivoted again. I actually again. never decided to go into design. It just kind of happened. So going to university after that, mm-hmm. that's, you know, what fancy you people call it. Um, I went to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I would um, say non-Americans call it that. So, yeah, yeah I guess fancy people. But Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so go to, go to university and there, um, I start doing design work just to like pay some bills, Yeah, you know? What were you studying? Um, and I was, yeah, going to Berkeley and- Were you studying design? No. Um, I originally was studying history, um, cause You're like, that was like a pre-law track. Ah, actually. got it. You're like, I don't like the, all this old stuff, but I'll do history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Old stuff. Well, yeah, studying history is when it's, I'm like, eh, mm, I'm good. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if I need to. Not good with dates. I'm actually pretty good with dates. Oh, okay. What I'm not good with is reading like 2,000 pages on one year span in time, mm-hmm. basically. Like All when right. you start getting into the really specific stuff, it, it's, it's pretty grueling, hmm. which relates to the law thing. It's yeah. not so much that you're reading a lot. It's that you're reading a lot about the same Thing. subject yeah. in like ridiculous detail mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. This is your job now. Welcome to design Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and the path to like getting into Berkeley actually kind of related to where I, I had the lowest SAT score <laughs> of 
anyone that I met at Berkeley. I think I got in there primarily because I, my GPA was improving and I spent like three months on the essay. Just wrote it over and over Holy again, shit. basically. Do you remember what you wrote? Um, word for word, a, actually. So in high school, yeah, word everything in <laughs> photographic Opens detail. Opens a shirt pocket, yeah. pulls out a crumpled it, it, piece of let paper. Let me just remove this blue ribbon and then on the back of it. <laughs> yeah. It's the hopes and dreams letter from when he was in Oh, school. shit, yeah, other blue ribbon. <laughs> yeah, whoops, wrong letter. Um, uh, yeah, so it was, I in high school, I was doing uh, teen court. As like my my volunteer for all the teen crimes, yeah, for my teen, yeah, I was defendant um, <laughs> in teen court for my extracurricular activity. I mean, in fairness, definitely could have been the case. It just happened to not be. <laughs> Luckily, um, yeah, and when I was doing that, there was this moment. Crime. Yeah, when I was doing the teen crime, um, there was this moment where we we had a case and. I felt like the judgment that was given to this person like wasn't super fair. And that made me like more motivated to be um, a defense attorney, actually. Um, that's what I wanted to be. But then from going to Berkeley and talking to, you know, real adults, they're like, yeah, that doesn't quite work the way you think, think it does. Hmm. So, you know, I start thinking, well... I don't want to go into law. What do I want to do? I'm thinking about business. You know, I was also entrepreneurial as a kid. You know, the classic like lemonade stand when we were you living in the blue city. Uh, the rural lemonade stand. Yes. Yeah. Real money maker. At one of the points when we weren't in uh, Petrolia, we gotcha. were in a another poorly named <laughs> place called Fortuna. Uh huh. Um, Fortuna. Yeah, I mean, I fortune. <laughs> yeah, it's guess. the home of the Fortune magazine. The, now, yeah. now, good fortune. Uh, I thought yeah. it was like a battle cry for sushi or something. Yeah, right next to <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> Fortuna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's both. Actually, <laughs> we ride. It's a double meaning. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> I'm now for some reason now I'm picturing like Game of Thrones but they're like riding these tunas house tuna <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, man we're <laughs> this show off this the rails this has been a show this has been a yeah. show you're welcome you know I, uh, you were entrepreneurial I'll, I'll get us back on, on the rails yeah so I've got all these di basically I've got a ton of different tracks I yeah. don't really know what I want to do you know am I trying to be a lawyer am I trying to be an artist you know there's still a part of me that was kind of connected to that. Um, I think design was maybe like between the, you know, the entrepreneurial side, the maybe the debating side of the the, the legal. Um, sure. You, you found dream. design Twitter and you're like, oh my God, I'm home. <laughs> yeah. If only design Twitter had existed back yeah. then. Between Man, I could my, have avoided all of this. And between my blue this. ribbons for paintings, being entrepreneurial and wanting to argue, hell yes, I found my place. Yeah, I sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like this person that's got blue ribbons for painting. And drinks from a trophy child. Yeah, <laughs> drinks from a trophy. <laughs> kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another very, like, that's an O thing to say mm. about me. I think that would be factually true. If, if I was the criminal defense attorney <laughs> for myself, be like, well, we can't argue that. <laughs> they got you there. Yes. Fact. 
Um, you're a jerk who wears blue ribbons on <laughs> your shirt. Um, like a military leader. Yeah. <laughs> blue ribbons everywhere. Yeah, that was really my dream, <laughs> is to become a military leader of Petrolia. So then I to pivot. annex. Another my, pivot. Yeah. Life pivot. Yeah, another life pivot. Um, so yeah, that was going on. I'm sure everyone's got you know stories of like you're in college, you've got a bunch of things that you're like, a mix of things you're interested in sure. and a mix of things that you think you out to do. Yeah. You know, and trying to like find the balance between the two. Sure. So for me, it just naturally became that design, you know, I'm going to school to start doing some design work, making that sweet Craigslist gig cash, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and ended up applying to a Pandora with the portfolio that I'd built in school mm. how'd that Got, go yeah um they very reluctantly accepted a, a, a interview why reluctantly because i applied to a job that was like i i want to say i applied to like a senior graphic designer job and i've just graduated and i'm like yeah but i do that thing that like a lot of people do where you count all of the years of experience uh-huh. Yeah, no, I've been designing for 12 years when I was six and drew my lemonade stand poster. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, from the date that I opened Photoshop for the first time, that is when my professional (laughs) career experience Mm -hmm. started. Um, Yeah, so I I think I even in the interview was like, yeah, I've got like four years of experience, you know? And they're like, oh, really? (laughs) Tell us more about Uh that. I'm like, well, technically. I took this one class, uh, (laughs) Art 101. (laughs) Yeah. Not even, right? I think I took a class on like Dreamweaver as something. Yeah, I'd actually yeah. never studied design formally, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I took one class. I learned yeah. Illustrator and then I never used Illustrator again. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so, obviously. Um, you Not were for waiting me. for Sketch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had a pre-episode recording of like, you know, what are our favorite tools? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to offend you with my no, you're up fine. sketch. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so I think that was kind of the story of falling into design. It's just like out of necessity mixed mm-hmm. with experience. I don't know. Maybe. So what happened in the interview? Um, in the interview, they were like, yeah, you've got a portfolio and like that's better than some folks that haven't, uh, you know, come in with anything. And you've got um, all these blue ribbons. You've got all these blue ribbons. Um, Pretty impressive. They did a design challenge though. And it was actually for their own product. But, you know, hey, different times. We were all. Sure. Today I'd be like, oh, that's the worst. Don't have someone do a design challenge on your own product. Interesting. Um, Why? Um, different context for one. Um, I mean, at the very least, like the person that's going to be evaluating it has way more understanding Mm -hmm. of the problem space than the person that's submitting to this Mm -hmm. challenge. Um, the other thing is just, you know, it's a little spec worky or can be interpreted as that. So even when it isn't, there's the risk of like someone thinking like, oh, wait, are you going to use this or, you know, should I get paid? Got it. So when I think about them being on your own project, uh, I think about like literally paying someone to do some freelance work and like. Oh, yeah. That would have, I think, I'm a big fan of contract to hire. Okay. Yeah. um, In general. But yeah, so I did that design challenge and they got to get get a sense of, you know, what I was capable of. Um, 
and uh you know they they're like all right sure guess we'll roll the dice on this crazy person that said that they had four years of experience based off of craigslist gigs so um yeah could i i mean a craigslist four years is like 10 years of normal years Mm -hmm. i mean you definitely learn a lot about how to deal with very bad client relations (laughs) expert yeah i was so prepared for that Mm -hmm. that side I'm like, oh man, advertisers, I can handle that. No problem. At least they have real money and ideas. So you faked it. Yeah. Till you made it. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's tempting to be like, whenever you go through a process like that, I think the temptation is like, well, I did it. So you, it can be done. Therefore, it should be done. And I think in hindsight, my view is like, well, yeah, I mean, you could do it that way, but it seems like, and a lot of people do, maybe even the majority. I'm actually surprised by like, and maybe others would be surprised about this too, but I feel like a lot of designers in our industry are like self-taught and, or at the very least product, digital product design was not really a thing at the point when Mm -hmm most people were going to design school either. So like either way, you're like sort of self-taught. It it does seem like most schools still don't teach like up-to-date digital design anything. Like when when we hear from students, it's not that they're doing like up-to-date work in school. Yeah. I think the, so like CCA seems to have a program that, you know, is interaction design focused and seems close, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then there's like the, design boot camps mm-hmm. um that i think are seem close hmm. um but yeah it, it, there's there's a big gap i think yeah. and i don't know i guess it's debatable too whether or not you can close that gap mm-hmm. i'm not sure i mean yeah theoretically i think the argument is like if someone is a full-time teacher they can't be a full-time practitioner and like be up to the latest state right yeah and then as a student you know i mean when you're doing student work like Will you be able to learn all of these concepts mm-hmm. um, in a, while being detached from like the business goals? Mm-hmm. Let me float an idea by you. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, but is this idea of not saying you're a junior designer, even when you are, or not, a, not seeking out junior design roles, but just seeking out a design role or a senior design role and just fucking do it? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Sounds like conflicted. It but worked for you, but yeah, I mean, I think it'd be great if there was more of like a clear path that you could take from entry level design role where you're going to be mentored into this awesome, you know, career. Um, but in terms of like today, I'd say, yeah, just keep going, you know, just go after whatever opportunities there that you reasonably think that you could perform that job, you know, and don't, and don't focus too much on the titles. But would you call yourself a junior designer? Like, I uh, definitely not. I, I certainly wouldn't have. Um, but I think to some degree there was a level of ambition and arrogance that I had not just then, but I mean, even maybe to a, a lesser degree now, but you know, that's not going to serve you. You yep. know, you, and one of the greatest mistakes that I made with like mentors and just opportunities was 
taking myself too seriously, you mm -hmm. know? And like, I think a lot of people have that, that period where you're trying to end up at the cliche of like, take the work seriously, but not yourself seriously. And it's, it's a very true phrase, but you don't really maybe necessarily know how true it is until you're in a place to hear the truth. I don't know. Yeah. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? You know, you maybe need to fall down a little bit or just be naturally like that type of person. Do you um, still take yourself seriously today? I try not to, but I'm sure there's moments, you know, and I, that's why I have all these blue ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's usually when you're drinking out of your trophy. Yeah. Of course. That's the only time. Yeah. When I'm Which admiring my empire. is all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that as a junior, if you're a junior designer in reality, like even for me, I've started changing like early career designer or something like that because I don't know what even is a junior designer, right? I mean, it really just means you have don't have a lot of professional experience. I mean, but that's is is junior the right word for that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Early stage intern yeah. plus plus. You're a pre seed. You're, you're a pre seed designer. designer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can We're we not going to price this round, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a letter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't now that I'm thinking about it, did we just invent internships? Holy shit. <laughs> we're like, we're giving you a letter for becoming a, a designer later <laughs> after this it, initial this is, phase. this is a convertible note on your life. Yeah. 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 That's what we need. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we need to turn everyone into startups. We can create safes later yeah. on. Mm -hmm. Those are things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, Pandora. Pandora. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, what wasn't was doing product this, design work. So a long time ago, it's like 08. Damn. Yeah. Um, so go to Pandora and it's like a hundred employees, something like that. It's an awkward time, I think, because I get this job at Pandora and then 40 people get like laid off i think like the week that i started something like that it was still um, awkward walking in yeah it was it was awkward on that level and it's also awkward because you know i've got a lot of friends that have just graduated um and they're trying to find jobs and they're not able to i mean they're perfectly qualified i think my takeaway or my how it influenced me was the importance of having a skill, you know, and, and not it's not just how you think. And especially mm -hmm. as like a junior going back to the, the junior designer thing or an earlier career, like having some sort of hard skill is probably the best way to just like leapfrog over all the other stuff. Cause it's like, eh, yeah, maybe you can figure out how to be, a better decision maker product thinker what, yeah product thinker a better creative problem solver that kind of thing <laughs> along the way yeah um and we've got something you know that we can work with now where we're like we've got stuff that needs to get yep. done so i think from pandora's perspective it was a very like siloed organization this guy knows how to use photoshop yeah that's you know how to use photoshop you've got reasonably decent taste you don't seem 
you know, um, outside um, our acceptable range of crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great. Come on. <laughs> You're within Come one on. or two standard deviations of crazy. So yeah, good. exactly. Um, but it, yeah, it was interesting. Like the people that got la- laid off, it was tough because they were, um, I think, like really important to the organization, but the organization wasn't making money off of their work. Whereas for our work, we were doing a lot of uh, present, I don't know what you'd exactly call it, but I mean, it, basically we'd get these big ad clients and they wanted oh, yeah. some like type s- of custom graphic. Work. Yeah, stuff. exactly. That kind of thing. Um, so that was like a lot of our day to day. And then we had some product work too, but it, it was less so. It was mostly graphic design work. So it was interesting to be at a tech company as a designer, but it has very little to do with what a design role would be at most tech companies today, I think. Is that Um, when you were first exposed to like a product design role? No, not as a role, but by the end of it, um, it was becoming a little more clear. Got it. You know, so I, I left there in 2010 And we had just spent some time like working on a redesign for Pandora. And so now I'm starting to get exposed to more like UI work um, at that point. And I don't know if we called it product design, um, but it was definitely that that, basically. Yeah. Um, You know, we're thinking about the mix of the user goals, the business goals. Also, Pandora is a very unique product in the sense that like, you just go to the website and then it plays music and it's mostly like one screen, yeah. you know, yeah, not like a lot of products that came that were even happening at that same time. I mean, Spotify was a thing mm-hmm. then and it's a completely different experience. Groove shark, yeah. completely different experience. And then of course, like Facebook's a completely different, basically every other product, yeah, yeah, yeah. very different experience. So we're, we weren't really thinking about product design from like a task flow perspective as much. It's like, well, we've got our task flow. It uh, involves uh, one task. Hit the play button. <laughs> yeah. Come to Pandora.com. Um, hit, sure. Hit the play button. Yeah. Um, and uh, try not to ruin that experience with the level of ads that are required to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was really interesting. But... At that point, coming out of that, I didn't know that I wanted to be a product designer either. Why'd you leave? So I got offered um, like a promotion in the org that would have been leading like that. I get, you know, our design team that would be working on ad production. And that was interesting on some level, but I knew that if I wanted to keep working in sort of like the ad space, I wanted to be at an agency. You know, I wanted more creative freedom. This is what's going on in my head. Yeah, sure. So I I end up turning that down um, because the the other role, like similar role for that was going to, was already given to a more senior designer where they'd be running the, like effectively the product design um, side of it. Um, I'm like, all right, so that's not an option. Plus, I mean, they were way more qualified to be doing that than I would have been at the time. So I go to an agency after that, and that was not the right fit. 
So I do this like hard <laughs> course correct where I'm like, all right, I quit the agency after a month. Oh shit. I'm still friends with the person that you uh, knew ran that, that quickly. Agency. Yeah. I'm like, nah, this isn't for me. Um, at least definitely not for like digital. You know, I want to be, I didn't want to be doing banner ads. I didn't want to be doing like the skins that we were doing at Pandora. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to be doing something a little bit more substantial. So after that, um, I happened to meet someone that was like a UI UX designer. And I think he actually works at Facebook now. Um, but super like, and met him through Twitter actually. So this is like the first, there's been like two life changing events that happened through Twitter interactions. And I think that was the first one. And I'm not even sure I have communicated to this person how influential they were, but they start telling me basically how the UI UX like consulting game, you know, goes and what skills do you need to have and what, you know, how do you get those clients? Uh, what does that work look like? Um, and I'm just like, yeah, that's what I want to be doing. That's what I've been looking for. This like mix of, you know, you're working on like a tangible, like goal driven uh, project, but you're also doing it creatively you're trying to create an awesome experience there's an artistic element to it i I guess um yeah so that that's what i did i then did another um application to a job that i was not qualified for and this was for a company called good guide they had a ui engineer job oh yeah (laughs) so i'm like well it's got ui in it so so i can basically do it i know photoshop yeah, I've got that on lock. <laughs> UI check. Engineer, not so much. Um, Sounds well, easy. Yeah. I, so I just message them. It's like, basically, how much do you care about the engineer portion of this job title? They're like, well, we put it in the title. So <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out they were like, well, no, we'd like to talk to you and did a contract to hire kind of thing and start just did contract work for a long period of time. Um, yeah, that was, was that your first time doing engineering work though? Oh, I wasn't doing any engineering. Oh, work. you didn't they end just up doing decide, any. Yeah. <laughs> this is just an anecdote for like, you know what? Sometimes if I just liked the company and I, what company oh, um, good guide. This is called good guide and it was like, and I think it's, is still around. Um, it's like health environment and social impact ratings for products. Okay. Mostly like consumer goods. Yeah. yeah. So like, like is your shampoo killing you? That kind of thing. Yes. Um, Yes. Always the answer. Most of the, it's either it's killing you or it doesn't work. (laughs) It seems to be the the You get one or the other. Do you want to be smelly or alive? (laughs) Yeah. I've chosen a a mix between the two. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Just. Smelly or dead. That's what I meant. Yeah. I was going to say, wait, smelly or alive. Those are the. Yeah. Same choice. Uh. I chose a live. <laughs> chose live. Um, yeah, so so that was like the first like UI UX. Did role. that feel right? Yeah, it's on okay. the spectrum of of being right. Um, yeah, spectrum chat of being right. <laughs> nice, um, dude. <laughs> they paid me to do that, <laughs> but in blue ribbons though. They're worth almost nothing. <laughs> the to only us. currency that I accept. <laughs> That's also why I got a lot of these jobs. <laughs> Is yeah. willing to accept just blue ribbons as yeah. payment. Uh-huh. You just buy him yeah. a roll of blue ribbon and he's happy for months. <laughs> months. 
Exactly. That's my secret. Yeah. That's my recommendation to all early career designers. Get into being compensated by something that's not money and anyone will hire you. <laughs> not anyone, probably. Well, even, yeah. in, even in that scenario. Uh, I forgot the question that as if I was you realize, off like, the blue ribbon lamp. That was the thing for you, doing UI work. Yeah. I mean, I I knew there was the thing for me. I was... A, I think there was some organizational stuff at that company where I'm like, I don't know, is this, yeah. is this right for me? Uh, am I right for this? So, you know, you're trying to figure that out. After that, I worked on a company with friend. So I, again, a lot of like these, I start in one place and then do like the, a very different thing yeah. and then trend towards the middle between those things. Sure. Um, this has been my my guide to falling upward, maybe. I don't know. Um, Overcorrect. Yeah. All the time. Overcorrect. Well, not all the time. <laughs> you, Half the time. Yeah, you're mixing overcorrecting with like trending towards the, yeah, you sure. know, the average of the two extremes. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, this is a funded company that's doing a for good thing. Um, I switched to like, Oh, we're gonna build a mobile app that's better than Craigslist, and then like ten other companies are doing. It's this, called Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, Conway's list. Uh, yeah, that you would pay be, everyone in blue ribbons. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, just icons of blue ribbons. Yeah, so yeah we yeah. make it even mm-hmm. more extreme. Yeah, flair. We're we, way more scalable. Then we, you, we take a picture of you and put like a digital vest on you with blue ribbons on it. Yeah, and. Conway life. Yeah. So this is the, actually what I'm working on now. <laughs> Conway life. We've come full circle. Um, blue, blue ribbon boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do this startup with a friend. Um, go to New York for that. Do some consulting work. There's there's also some stuff that I think I, I'm glossing over, you know, various like yeah. consulting gigs in between that point. When did you start thinking about what you're working on today? Um, about three years ago. Um, at least in like that idea, right? I mean, the problem space, I think, related back to like how I got into design, you know, which I... To reiterate, I, it's connecting designers to opportunities. Yeah, Is that's that that's like the... I wouldn't say that's the pitch, but without getting into like a lot of the details, that's kind of like the broad strokes. Um and so at academia, this is like my first academia.edu. It's my first job where I'm kind of responsible for, you know, building a team and reviewing hundreds of portfolios, like, cause we're a small company and I'm reviewing like portfolios that are either coming to us through like job boards or random kind of like recruiting services that we'd sign up to Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff not a lot of like direct inbound um applications so as a small company that can't really like interview uh, everyone um and definitely can't interview more than like let's say a handful of people in a week Mm -hmm. um it was really difficult like thinking about well how do we figure out the gray area um, candidates, you know, presumably some percentage of these folks could do something that could demonstrate abilities that are not being demonstrated by their portfolio. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, they've worked at these companies that just might not lend themselves um, to that or, or what have you. But that's when it really started like click for me. I'm like, I want to work on this problem. I've now experienced the problem from like two sides where, yeah. you know, when I entered the design career and then now that I'm trying to get other people to, to enter their mm-hmm. design careers. Um, yeah. And then there's the other component of just like, I don't know, growing up in the middle of nowhere and like, this is such a lame thing to say, but like it, or it's hard to say without being like corny or something, mm-hmm. but there's an upward mobility component that is pretty motivating to me where it's like, if you can take people that wouldn't otherwise have access to a fulfilling career in not necessarily technology, but, you know, just working on uh, interesting problems that that's a really awesome thing to do. That's something that I want to be working on. I want like the next, you know, person wherever they are to like have a path that they can get on that can actually connect them to that opportunity as opposed to eh, figure it out i don't know go on the internet and go on design twitter (laughs) (laughs) don't do that read medium yeah you know uh it's pretty there's good content out there but it's Mm. just not um it's not easy to navigate that space some folks like that it's not easy i i mean some of the arguments that i've heard like against that is like well you want people that are gonna like Put in the work. Yeah, they put in the work. Self-select out of the actual process in many cases. Yeah, um, and I, th- there's definitely something to that that mm-hmm. I can agree with. Where I'm like, yeah, there's a certain tenacity mm-hmm. that that can be developed only through like adversity. Facing, yeah, facing yeah. a gate and having to like climb over it somehow. Yeah. But I think that. I mean, for me, I think I was lucky enough to go to Berkeley and have a rubber stamp that I can't know for certain, but I think that like the opportunity at Pandora may have been influenced by that. Mm-hmm. And even though it had nothing to do with so my design th- capabilities at all. I'd never studied design at, at Berkeley, you know. A lot of people have to go farther to get to that gate in the first place at where it is. You could kind of move back the the goalposts, so to speak, to like where it actually counts if they perform, mm-hmm. right? Rather than like you are located here or you had these opportunities. Right. I think we just... It's removing the privilege from the situation a bit more. Exactly. And I think that's for like a specific problem, the fact that we rely so much on referrals mm-hmm. um, because the like direct application process... Sucks so much. Sucks. You yeah. know, for both sides, it sucks. And it definitely, I mean, I think that the thing that people maybe don't know about is that if you apply through like the inbound, like traditional, like job post on the website, mm-hmm. it's very unlikely that yeah. that will result in an interview. That yeah. is like the worst. Or even way. someone looking at it, yeah. I yeah. should say like the mm-hmm. bar is like, it just gets ignored. Um, most of the time, that's something that even I didn't know how pervasive it was mm-hmm. until recently when yeah. I started working on the problem. Like I kind of guessed, but I was like, yeah, you know, the big companies, they probably figure out a way to do this. Nope. And yeah. I was, Instead of looking through the, that pile, they'd usually rather pay someone thousands of dollars to make a good referral. Yeah, exactly. Um, which makes sense from their perspective, I'm sure. But if you're trying, if 
if you're someone that has more of like an outsider's mindset, I think you can look at that and be like, whoa, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody who wouldn't otherwise have access to very few people who wouldn't otherwise have access to an opportunity will be able to land an opportunity that way. Right. Um, and there's probably not a ton of incentive for most people that are just okay with like the, the status quo uh, of that system. If it's benefited you, you're just like, yeah, whatever, you know, you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to change those incentive structures a little bit, or at least I identify um, folks that already want to change those incentive structures. And I, th- I think that's happening. I think there's a lot of people that like look at this, not just for design, but just in general, that you you shouldn't be hiring like most of your employees through referrals. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to create an organization that's inclusive. Yeah. That's inclusive. That's giving, uh, like upward mobility. That's a big deal for me just cause it, you know, hits mm-hmm. close to home. Yeah, I mean, if you're just like connecting the dots of like, oh, well, you know, so and so, great, or you went to the same school as me, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's going to lead to a lot of false positives. Neither of those are negatives. skills. Yeah, those are not skills exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I'll, I'll, I put some faith that like companies can at least make sure that the people that are coming in through those paths will be evaluated for their skills. Mm-hmm. But in, it's almost like a, it's like a no bid contract, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Like we in other contexts, we don't like the sound of opportunities going to a small subset of people that just happen to be the most connected, right? Like we've seen that that does not play out super great. It, it means that a bunch of people are just getting boxed out, and it's even worse when you don't know that you're getting boxed out. That's the, I think that's the part that maybe doesn't get discussed as much is just how grueling, understandably grueling it is for anyone who's not getting those connections to like figure out why, like, Mm -hmm. is it because they're not getting the referrals? Is it because they genuinely aren't where they need to be in their Mm -hmm. career? Um, and often you can't get feedback from the people who would be doing the hiring anyway. So like you can't know that. Yeah. I mean, the types of feedback that you get from most recruiters, I think, and not that it's their fault. It's just like they're kind of playing their own game of telephone to to give you some feedback. But it's not usually that specific. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, not the right time, you know, check Looking again. For a little more experience. Yeah. If you can even get that. I mean, yeah. a lot of times it's like, you know, um, just apply again in six months. I would you say get like no details. Most comments just no reply. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like, I mean, the other element is that there kind of is a game to be played, but no one shares the rule book you know that's it's not something that i'm necessarily working on but but that's another element of of the problem Mm -hmm. that seems like it could be fixed just like having clearer criteria for what exactly you're you're looking for and sharing at least part of that criteria like i get the concern from the company side of like oh you know will we then get a bunch of people that are like 
reverse engineering our system. And my answer to that would be like, you already are getting a bunch of people that are reverse engineering your system. They're just doing it in like a way that you accept because you've been socially like obliged to accept it. They're your friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the back channels. It's that you met them at X meetup. So they must be legit. Right. Yeah. It's like they exist in my near community. <laughs> yeah, I have seen their face and it is agreeable. <laughs> Solid face. Yeah. Lots I, of blue ribbons underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like I likability, you know, is and that's a dangerous one. I think like the it's been a lot of talk about this, but the concept of like culture fit being a a major hiring criteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants to work with people that they can't uh, people don't want to work with assholes yeah exactly but on the flip side it can get abused as a it can get abused yeah it it can you want to keep this the same way it is yeah it can become like i only want to work with people like me who like all of the same things (laughs) um or who went to the same school or whatever Mm. yeah i don't know it sucks we should we should fix it (laughs) well you're working on it yeah i'm working on it doing this on your own um i think like it started picking up the pace to being like a real effort in May, you know? And then I like started working on it in earnest in January. Um, But I wasn't like full time on it. Can you share any way that people could like follow along or know when you have more to talk about? Like Um, when will, when do you think we'll be able to know when? It's a good question. Um, You're on the right track. When when others will be able to know when I'm on the right track, yeah. you know if you are, but obviously you can't talk about a lot of it. Yeah, um, that I don't know if I can answer that part, but I can say we'll probably go more public. Yeah, in six or less months. Okay, you know something like that. Um, I think we'll be con- more and more people will be exposed to what we're working on. I mean, there's some people that, yeah, that was not a great way of describing this, but they will be exposed <laughs> to what we're working on. I like will a virus. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, a deadly pathogen connecting designers <laughs> and opportunities. Yeah, we try to go viral. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just infect one host and then term. continue through. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just kind of rolling it out slowly. Yeah making some tweaks i mean already with each stage of solving this problem it's changed a lot that's why you know the vagueness is largely because you know how we solve this you know it's it's tricky like you gotta you have like a core part of um how we're solving this that has remained true um this whole time but a lot of it has changed yeah um and it's changed you know, several times, I assume it's going to continue changing and we'll just keep doing that, keep adapting. Um, but follow me on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. I'll post some stuff there. Sure. Is there anything that keeps you up at night? Mm, lots of things. Yeah. Um, What's the main one? I mean, so until recently, I guess it was like thinking about, well, am I working on the right thing in the right way? You know, that yeah that kind of stuff Um, and now i'm like i'm more like okay i mean i am working on the right thing am i working on it in the right way Mm. um and got over the initial hump of like 
does anyone even care about this? And am I, you know, just like totally operating off of this read that only I have mm. and it doesn't make any sense to anyone else. And I'm like, yeah, now it's like 50, 50. Okay. <laughs> that's a, Hey, that's a hump, man. Yeah. I think that's sure. something. Once you start like talking about what you're working on and getting some people to be like, yeah, I, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean that's cool. That's also validation, right? Like, yeah, I'm that, glad you're that's working. That's why on we're this. doing this. The that's, first time you hear, I'm I'm glad you're working on this, uh-huh. can be like a very rewarding milestone to to hit. I mean, you're still a long ways away from like uh, I want to use this all the time. This is great. Take yeah. my wallet. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, here is another blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> take my blue ribbon in the meantime. Wallet yeah. comes later. <laughs> yeah, take my wallet. I wrote I O U on a blue ribbon. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was a good moment. That was episode 212. Thank you so much to Conway for coming and hanging out with us. Traveled all the way here from our office a block away. Huge investment. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let us know what you thought. We're on Twitter at Design Details FM or hit us up in our new community for Spec FM Design Details. That's at spectrum.chat slash Spec FM. Yeah, I think that about does it. Let's thank our sponsors quick. Abstract is a design management tool for modern design teams. It's going to change the way you and your entire team thinks about product development, design, and building awesome stuff. That's a bold statement. I hope you can back it up. Well, you can try it for yourself for free for a month if you go to goabstract.com. This is an incredibly talented team of people thinking every single day how to make your life as a designer better. They're mostly designers. Yeah. I mean, they, they know the workflow in and out. They've worked at large companies. They've worked at small companies. They know how to make teams work better together. And now they're doing it. And you should go use that tool. It's free for a month. Goabstract.com. Thanks again to Abstract for sponsoring the show. And we'll see you next week.